0: you don't love me, and there may be someone else, and as I sit alone here at home, knowing what I should do, I find I can't stay away from you, I can't stay away from you.
1: Another episode of open strive podcast thank y'all for joining us on nba preview as we climb up the ladder of the power rankings for open strides nba preview with my man faze who's always been with me for the rest of the way um faze how you doing
0: i'm good i'm good these these four teams are interesting so i'm kind of excited for these
1: ones yeah yeah they they oh i got a lot to say about these four teams i know a lot of people that i know that that I talk smack too about these teams, and I'm just interested to hear they me too. Talk. Yeah, so um, so just to recap, everybody, we we at number twenty now, and let me go back to number thirty. Thirty was the Washington Wizards. Twenty nine was the Portland Trailblazers. Twenty eight the San Antonio Spurs. Twenty seven Charlotte Hornets. Twenty six Toronto Raptors. Twenty five Detroit Pistons. Twenty four Brooklyn Nets. Twenty three Utah Jazz. Twenty two Orlando Magic. 21 my Houston Rockets and at number 20 we have the house that Michael Jordan built Chicago Bulls so the Chicago Bulls had a very very quiet offseason but I'm going to let Faze get into Mm -hmm. it so he can talk about it
0: their offseason was weird like they didn't make the playoffs last year they lost in the play in and they struggled and uh, granted they had some injuries but I would have assumed from the outside looking in that they would have tried to make some splashes but their offseason consisted of Losing Patrick Bradley, who was only there for half of the year, and Derek Jones Jr., they added Javon Carter, Tory Craig, and Julian Phillips, and re-signed uh, Vucevic, Kobe White, and Io Desumu. So very, very, very quiet offseason. And in my opinion, there's no game-changing addition, So they're going back basically with the same exact team they won with last year. Javon Carter, they already they're pretty guard-heavy already. So the way I look at is Javon Carter is Patrick Beverly's replacement, and Torrey Craig is Derrick Jones' replacement. So, pretty, pretty quiet offseason. I mean, I guess their big splash would be re-signing Vucevic to a three or $60 million contract. Outside of that, they're basically the same team coming back. And personally, I have a friend, uh, JT. I talk to him about his team. He's a Bulls fan. I talk to him often. And I give him a hard time. I said they suck. But <laughs> I'm just not a big fan of what they do. I don't think they're that good of a basketball team. Like, I feel like they understand that this might be, like, this, this opportunity to go for a rebuild, in my opinion. But yeah, uh, what do you think? So I'm
1: I'm rambling. On. What do you think about their offseason moves? Well, no, no. I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I feel like their offseason was quiet. Um they didn't make a lot of moves, but the, so the thing about them is they made some mid they they made mid-season moves. Like their biggest 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 signing offseason-wise was probably lines of Ball. And that was what 2 years ago. And he he Almost two years ago, he like he can't play a game for them because his knee.
0: And that's like he's been gone for. Yeah, been out for two, I think. He played the first one, so this should be technically year four of Lonzo Ball, if I remember correctly.
1: Exactly, and he and it hasn't paid out. It hasn't paid out, and I'm a Lonzo fan. FaZe, no, I'm a Lonzo fan. Like I think, <laughs> to me, Lonzo was one of the most exciting college point guards we've seen in a long time. Like he woke, oh for sure, he woke college basketball up for a season. Like college basketball. I don't think it has been an active sighting that year when Lonzo was in college since then. Like, probably since Zion. Probably Zion year was pretty good. But Lonzo year, for him to be, not be as talented as a Zion-type player, for him to have that much excitement around the game, and you could say it was his father, but he still had to go out there and ball. And he put – and UCLA was like a sleeping giant. I say UCLA like a sleeping giant. Like, places like USC or New York um, basketball. Like, places like that. The <coughs> Falcons. They're like they, – they, the teams are in the city – where if the te- they if the teams are in the city that if the team was just halfway decent the city would mm-hmm. get behind it and it would create oh, so much sure. excitement and Lonzo did that for UCLA so I'm not trying to talk about him for my, forever but I just hope he gets healthy man and I miss him on the Me court too. and he was a very very talented player in my opinion I know he wasn't he didn't come in the NBA and light it up like people thought he was gonna be the next Jason Kidd or smaller Magic Johnson he was never that. But he, he was a, a solid player, in my opinion, and I feel like he could have done some good things with the uh, Chicago boys. But just to talk about the players they do have that are playing, Um, their best player is Zach Levine. What's, what's your feelings on Zach Levine? Wait, you think I'm their best player? Zach Levine is by, by far their best player. Is he in football? Oh, yeah. Just, just, right. oh, how can I say it? DeMar's on the decline because his age. At their peak, okay. DeMar's the better player because DeMar okay. led a team to the playoffs multiple times.
0: Even That's if- my argument. I was gonna make. I think Zach green's a little bit overrated. I'm not gonna lie. To you. I've been making this argument for a while. He's been in the league for nine years. with the playoffs one time in those nine years. And I'm not saying that some of that doesn't have to do with health. He did miss. He did miss some time with the ACL injury and stuff like that. But he's been an elite shooting guard for a while, and they're not even close to playoff contention. And they only made it one time when Demar, because Demar was there in Vucevic. And granted, that might be there's other factors coming to that. In my opinion, though, if being one of the best shooting guards in the league, you gotta be able to at least get your team a contention. If you're not making it, be in contention. If people are picking up the fourth though, and stuff like that, so I kind of feel like it's a little overrated with him. I'm not saying he's a trash player by any means. I just kind of feel like there should be there's, there should be a lot more because he's been there one time in nine years
1: yeah i agree i agree i mean that's my so i people get mad at me when i judge certain players and i'm not gonna talk about this certain player because we're gonna talk about his team coming up and um and i'll talk about it when we get there but people get mad at me because i say like what's how do you decide if someone is better than somebody else do you just do eye test do you you make me points they score do you do their stats like for me how can you sit here and decide how Giannis Antetokounmpo is better than Nikola Jokic. Both of them are dynamic players, both of them are superstar players, both of them are MVPs two times over. So how can you sit down and break down who's better because both of them are amazing players. So me, the game right. maker is team success. Like that's the, that's for me that's the only thing. So so when somebody talk about a player and say oh oh he's cold he's this. dizzy he, this. dizzy he, this, he, this okay okay that's good but then everybody in the NBA can get buckets damn man, everybody not, not saying everybody walk on the court is cold but it's a lot of players putting up 20 a game so for sure what's your way to decide who's better than who other than just looking at him and saying he's been to him he's been to him or she's been to him her she's been to her it's like how can you decide for me it's team success So for me, that's why a lot of years I said Donovan Mitchell was better than Devin Booker because Donovan Mitchell, when he was with the Utah Jazz, he was at least getting him to a playoffs and getting him to a playoff series win. Devin Booker was barely, he couldn't even sniff the playoffs until Chris Paul got there. So for me, that was my my difference maker as far as to putting Donovan Donovan Mitchell over Devin Booker. So when it comes to Zach Levine, he's putting up hella numbers, but he's losing. So, how, how else can you decide if he's better than one player if he's constantly losing? And and I agree with you there. So, that's what I'm saying. De- DeMar DeRozan is 34 years old. Zach is 28. That's my only reason I'm saying Zach is the best player now because he's a younger player. He at least should be the best player. DeMar still, may still his game is a bit crafty. His game not built on athleticism like that. He's a very crafty player. He can't get up. I ain't saying he doesn't have athleticism. But he's a very crafty player. He's a he's a smooth <clears throat> scorer, so he doesn't like rely on athleticism for his whole career. So, um, one one player I do want to talk about is Kobe White. I've always been a fan of Kobe White, and um, one guy that you mentioned that uh, when, when he got drafted, we kind of were skeptical about it back then was Patrick w- Williams, who hasn't yeah. really lived up to. uh He was a top pick, right? Top four. He was number four. Yeah, he was number four. That's what I thought. Number four. So, he just hasn't been that guy for them like they thought he would be at this point in his career. Right.
0: Yeah, that's it's weird. I feel like this is kind of like my take. Like, it, they haven't – the player development hasn't really been there. Kobe's been the same. Patrick's been the same. Iowa's been the same for two years in the league, whatever. And, like, they're not really competing for a championship. I feel like this is that opportunity where you throw some pieces on the team. Like, just Sell. Go in the rebuild. Cooper Fly comes out in hey, two years. Go for Go you know, hope he can get draft Cooper and start a rebuild
1: there. Hey, that's, so, that, hey that boy, that's a nice. He's nice. Yeah, he's going
0: to be good. So, you can even, it's, hey, start this year. Go for Ron Holland. Ron Holland's a great player. Yeah. Get your number one pass. That's a great way to start. But I think it's time for them to kind of hit the, like, all right, let's hit the reset button and try against some of the assets we gave up for Vucevic back and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it it's weird. about that time.
1: It, it was They was in a situation where I thought they was going to hit the reset button, and then they gave Wujovic an extension. I was just like, what the hell going on? It's like, yeah, it's... I thought that was at the point to the reset, and then they said, all right, we're going to give him a three-year extension. And I was just like, whoa. So Are <laughs> I, 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 I,
0: I, they looking out for him? or they like, they know he's not going to get it anywhere else, so we're going to pay you and trade you? Like What are we doing?
1: So it's like they're, they're committed to players that are talented, but they just not defense makers like that. Like, they're committed to, like, second-tier, third-tier players.
0: Right. And it's not even a, a game in the playoffs, so it's not at that reset. Exactly. Maybe if Alonzo was there, they'd be a little bit better. They'd probably be competing. I'd see more, but he hasn't played in two and a half years. so Yeah, Alonzo's
1: going to get the to playoff. He'll he he ball it. <laughs> but, yeah, man. He
0: would have done better with what they have.
1: Yeah, man. So that's gonna be it for the Chicago Bulls. Not a lot to talk about, but we do obviously we at least got them in the play-in tournament, so we see something in them. But that play-in tournament just means they finished top at number ten in the conference, so that's yeah. not really good. So, but we do got them at least making a play-in tournament at this point. Um, what's your what's your letter grade for them for this off season? F. They suck. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be the first F of the power Rangers ladies and gentlemen, the Chicago Bulls. Alright, so let's move with the rankings to this next team. Uh, This team is a pretty interesting team because they're, they're stopped I agree. They're stopped howling a lot of talent and and some of the talent they got kind of surprised me especially the rookie they had last year. He was he was, uh, he was was definitely better than I thought he was. He was the one that said me that too. LeBron James had to prove to me that he was LeBron James yeah, or something like that. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. I know. <laughs> but uh, any of the paces we got any of the paces at number 19. Faz, can you tell us their offseason transactions?
0: Yeah. They actually had some good additions. So, I'll start with the retention. They re signed Hal Byrne to a five year, $260 million contract. He deserved it. Great, great young player. That's the franchise player. They Bruce Bowne, signed Bruce Baum, gave him a lot of money up he won the championship, traded for Obi Toppin. got Jarris Walker and Ben Shepard as well. So, they have, they have some really young talent. In, like on the team, and they're like trying to build Rick good coach. They lost Chris Duarte, which is actually which is kind of funny because two years ago, Chris Duarte was looking pretty good when he first came with the league. He was like, for like the first couple months, he was in the race, he was in the running for rookie of the year. They were talking about, like, oh, this dude's gonna be pretty good. And they got uh Matherin now, and then there's no place for Duarte anymore. So, like, all right, we're gonna take Matherin over Duarte, he's younger, he's better, we're gonna take him. So, let him go. He plays for Sacramento now. They let go of O'Shea Brissett, George Hill, and James Johnson as well too. So interesting offseason. I like their offseason. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start this with that. I do like it. I like what they added. I like they're showing that they like we're not content and being mediocre. We want to actually compete. So we're signing NBA champion Bruce Brown. We're training for Obi OB Toppin, who's really not getting too much of an opportunity out there in New York, and we'll take a we'll take a chance on some rookies and stuff like that. So I like it. What do you what about you?
1: Who was their rookie from last year?
0: Uh Matherin.
1: Benedict Matherin. Benedict? Yeah. Benedict Matherin. He had a pretty good season, I thought. Especially the yeah, bench should and be fighting for minutes between Buddy Hill and Tyrese to put up 16 points a game. People really didn't see that coming from him. And he had some games where he just really just balled out. He was a I mean he was a top ten pick, so I don't want to make it seem like he was just some type of scrub. He went number six. In last year's draft. But I, a lot of people was not a, expecting him to be that good of a player. We would see the growth he will make into his second year. Um, I know they're at the point where they're trying to trade Buddy Hill for the um, umpteenth time. And um, hopefully they can find somebody. Because they've been trying to trade Buddy Hill and Miles Turner for the last three years.
0: They even said plus from the Lakers at one point in time.
1: Yeah. yeah I'm, you mean at the time? Last year, I think Miles Turner came out and said, like, yeah, I think I'd be a good fit for the Lakers or something like that.
0: It's like, all right, what's bro. Like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, I'm confused. What, what's going? Like, yeah, you said that guy. like, that? how are you not fined? Like, where's the fine?
1: Like, how can he just come out and say, yeah, I look good on that team? Like, what? But yeah, man, I'm gonna say something, and I want you to see what you think about it. Um, their point guard, <laughs> Um, how can I put this? He's a bit, tad bit, overhyped. Overrated. Wait, didn't you say he was better than Darius? Darius, who?
0: Garland, did you not make that
1: argument to me? Um, they're around the same. They ain't the same ballpark to me, both of them. Okay,
0: that's fine. I'm kind of smart. I don't know. I thought it was that, yeah, you said that. I talk know, about it they, a lot of people,
1: but okay. same ballpark. But Tyrese will have a more opportunity to prove that he's better than Darian, only because he's on a suckier team, so he has the opportunity to prove that he can carry a team. And Darius doesn't really have the opportunity to prove that, because Darius could well be better than him. But he just wouldn't have the opportunity based on the talent he has on his team. So it's it's kind of hard to gauge. Um But Tyrese, he's a bit, bit, just a bit overhyped and overrated. And I say that like smallly only because he pays for the paces so he doesn't get a lot of hype. But it was like certain stuff people were saying about him when he was coming out of Sacramento was when like they, they traded him. Like when they traded him for Sabonis, I thought it was a pretty good trade, me personally. Like people was talking about like Sabonis like he was some type of scrub. And they were like, how can you trade Tyrese for Sabonis? They were robbed. They got, like, I was just like, let's think about it. They got Sabonis, who is an all-star. The Pacers got Tyrese. And since that, the Kings have been a damn good team. they very good. And Tyrese was fighting for minutes in the ball with their star player and DeAaron Fox. So they cleared up the backcourt and put somebody next to DeAaron that's like a more traditional two guard and they brought back Tyrese. I mean they moved Tyrese out who was traditional more so a, a one guard and they freed it up and they brought in a big man that can that can be that can play at the top end down low. So I was so, so confused when people was just so outraged that they traded. I mean, he is a talented player, but it's not like they didn't get something good in return. They got Sabonis, who not saying Sabonis is a superstar, but he fit the need that they had, and they was able to free up their, De'Aaron Fox. And De'Aaron Fox made he he made that into an all-star last year. So it worked out for everybody involved. Yes, they got beat by the Golden State Warriors, but the Golden State Warriors are a championship team.
0: And they competed really, really, really well. Them. They created a culture out there. like the beam. We made We all joke about like the beam. They win. We all yell white the beam. It's funny. They really did something out there.
1: No facts. So it's. Um. I, I. do like Tyrese. I like his game. I think he's very talented. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a top. Let me talk about it. I think his ceiling is all a bubble all star player every year. That's his ceiling to me. That's, That's a great career though. No, that's a that's a really good career, but it, it, is it a good career for somebody that you look as the fr- franchise player of your team?
0: So, you, you, what you're saying is that if they were in championship contention mode, you can't see him being the number one option, number one player on a championship Ooh, team. No, 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 no. Okay, that's what, okay. That makes it's, sense.
1: It's, it's n- the only way the best player on your team could be above an all star if you have a team above All-Stars, like the Detroit Pistons. Sure. And it's hard right. a to gauge the Detroit Pistons because that's like an anomaly. That's something that hasn't happened before and probably will never happen again, maybe, or for, for a long time.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, the closest thing, which is still not as close, but the closest thing to that I can see is Dallas's championship. But still not as close to that. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, because
1: Dallas is a they, Dallas, won, they, they're they superstar.
0: Yeah, they, yeah they, 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 that's it, just Dirk. But everything else was role-player at that point. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I feel yeah. Yeah, so, like, he he can be the third best player at most if he got a good-ass Batman and a good-ass Robin.
0: If Tyrese Halliburton is your third best player on a championship contender team, you're probably going to be doing something,
1: though. Oh, facts.
0: Facts. League leading assist, that funky jump shot somehow goes in.
1: Honestly, if he was the second best player to, like, a top tier player, like Giannis, Jokic, um, LeBron in his prime, KD in his prime... That'd be a championship team. Yeah, I think
0: he—he bro, his playmaking is the next level. Yeah. He's really good, really good
1: player. Yes, yeah, so I'm not saying he sucks. I'm just saying he's not as good as everybody trying to pro- proclaim him to be. But um,
0: he's part of that modern hype. I
1: get it. Yeah, exactly. But I like him as a player. He—he's very talented. That shot is funky. But outside of that, yeah, goes in. Yeah, yeah so he—I I do like him. So. Um, what was what, what was your grade? I know you said you had a you liked the offseason. What's your offseason grade?
0: Yeah, I give, I give a B. Like I like that they added Bruce Brown. They went right to the champion. Like and we're like we're gonna overpay. We know it's hard to get people out here like that. We're not the best of team. We're gonna overpay. I like the fact they're taking the champion at OB. If it doesn't work out, it's a low risk move. They drafted a Walker, which is I oh, will trade for him, and that's got a good move. Like th- those are those are really good things. I, I like what they're doing. So even inking like Halliburton, like yeah, you you paid him. Superstar money, but I mean, you got to keep people around. You know he's gonna be there for at least five more years. So, in the long run, it'll probably end up being a good contract.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think he's I, like I said. Some people, some people think when I say a player is overhyped or overrated, they think I'm saying that player sucks. I just say I'm. I'm not saying they suck. I'm just saying y'all y'all rating him as a top five player, and he's more so a top ten player. Not talking about Tyrese. I'm just talking about overall. Like, right, like, right, right. I'd be like, I say, I think John Moran is overhyped, or overrated. And like, you think John Moran sucks? I'd be like, no. Y'all talking about him like he's top five, and at best he's top ten. That's what I'm saying. And a top ten player is a damn good player. He's just not a top yeah. five player.
0: Right, right. And there's levels to this. Top five player, you, you, you that means you're going, you're competing for a championship. Yeah, it's levels. That's and you can be, the, and you can be the number one player on that team to win the championship.
1: Exactly, it's levels. It's all right. that's, that's all I be trying to get people to understand. But some people take as Either you think they super good or you think they suck. That's the,
0: that's the bar. Hey, <laughs> to be fair though, somebody listening thought that, that felt that way about me when I used to talk about Ice Tray.
1: Ice Tray a baller too. I can't wait till we get to that episode. Or wait till we yeah. Wait till baller. we get there. He be looking we'll good that. this preseason too. Baller. It's
0: preseason, he's
1: supposed to work good, whatever. He's still a baller. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next team. Come on, I'm, I'm excited to talk about these next two teams because they got a lot, a lot of talent, and um, they they both got two guys that can be uh, maybe top five players one year, maybe top 10. Oh, one year. yeah, no, they both, yeah, they both can be top
0: five. I, uh, I, I, but
1: the team we talking about after them for sure, the team I'm saying OKC is number 18 team. And I do not know SGA is a guaranteed top five player. That's for I
0: didn't you. say guaranteed. guarantee. He, you said put potential. Higher. SGA is young. He, he has potential.
1: Let's talk about it, man. So, let's talk about the offseason transactions and include Chet in this since this is his first year playing and he didn't play the Okay. Year. So,
0: technically, Chet is, wasn't the team last year. Matt said he got hurt before season even started. He missed the whole season. So, technically, even though his official stats is year two, he is technically a rookie, by NBA standards. So, they they Oklahoma is known to stockpile of draft picks, and they they're willing to take on any bad contract as long as you throw some draft compensation. That's all they ask for in return. Give us some draft picks, and we'll take the bad contract. So they did that to Dallas. It took uh, Davis Bertrand's contract, got, got it off the books. They took Oladipo, uh, which wasn't really a bad contract, but they took him in and actually now trade to him. To Matt's Houston Rockets. So, we were actually recording this episode after that trade's already been done. So, they actually acquired Kevin Porter Jr. and are instantly waiving him. Uh, and their rookie is Casey Wallace. They really they only lost Dario Saric, so really didn't lose anybody. And that's really, they, they had a really minimal offseason. But I think that they're banking more on their internal growth and stuff like that since they're so young, like having Chet now having another SGA development, another Giddy development. Jalen Williams, who was, a, who was a super good surprise, who came around looked really good for the team another year of his development. So I think they're going more in that direction to kind of see what they're going to do. So nothing, they didn't really blow anything out the water, but they just supplement some of the talent, get some older guys in there, stuff like that. So what do you think?
1: Yeah, Jalen was definitely surprised. I mean, they did get him top 15. They got him in number 12, so it ain't like he was a late-round pick. Um, but they didn't expect him to be as good as he was uh Jalen. That was a reach though He wasn't
0: supposed to go that he's supposed to go late first and he am going 12 So they saw something before anybody else
1: was it a reach then?
0: Well in hindsight you would say yes, but now no
1: no in hindsight you would say no
0: Correct. Yes, correct 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 because you're like, okay, so yeah, yeah I feel we come from at the time it's funny. Uh, maybe I was a little bit salty about this. So, Jalen Williams is from Arizona. I actually saw Jalen Williams play in person. I actually got to see his better play in person as well, too. And looking back, I saw Jalen Williams playing against Nico Manning. 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 Whatever. Yeah, Manning. Saw him play in the playoffs against each other. And I would have never thought that Jalen would end up having a better NBA career than Nico. It's crazy. The fact where I thought Nico was bonafide. I was like, oh, dude, it's going to be great. It's going to be next level. And... He was He's playing it out of the country right now, I think for his hometown, somewhere in Italy. And Jalen is an NBA player competing for a kid of the year. It's crazy. But, man, Jalen really, really, really,
1: really, he's a he's a good pickup, yeah, good player. I mean, 14, 14 points a game, four rebounds, three assists, um, 50%, 52% from the field. He was definitely a nice player for them. Um, yeah. I was worried about Chet when they drafted Chet last year who didn't play. Um, but Jalen was definitely surprised when they put on the show. Um, so for them, they have a lot of tall guys that can do a lot of things. When I say that, they got SGA, pass, drill, and shoot, and defend. Josh Giddy, pass, driver and shoot. He not he can't defend, but pass, dribble, and shoot. And he's like I said, he's tall. He's he's six five. Well, I mean, he's six eight. uh Doik, he he not tall at all. I mean he not he's he's a nice size. He's six four. And then he he's, he's a starting three though, so he's, he's tall for that. he's a defender. He's a 3 and D guy. And we just talked about Jalen Winnie, who's 6'4", 6'5". Well, he's 6'6", actually. He's 6'5", 6'6". And then they got Chet, who's tall as hell. Who's down low. And he's tall as hell. He's 7'1", 7'2". So they're a very long team. They got a lot of guys. Kevin Durant said it once. They got a lot of guys that are very long and tall and that can pass, dribble, and shoot. So they make it hard for defenders. On um, offense, and they make a haul for you on on offense when you on offense on, for them on defense because they they're so long and they can defend and they and they got length and things like that they can go from down the floor. One guy that I really like from them that doesn't get a lot of shine, but I think if he was like on the Lakers or the Knicks or a team that's really that has super talent like Denver, he would be very much not saying he's not appreciated there, but he would be a more known player. is Isaiah Joe. He has a burner, bro. <clears throat> Isaiah Joe has a burner, bro. He I watched when I watched the game from when LeBron was breaking the Kareem record, and that dude went crazy that game. He was just burning them from three, and I said, I said I was I was very very busy last season, so I wasn't able to watch the NBA like I wanted to. That's why I had a bad fantasy season for the first time ever because I just <laughs> I just kept forgetting to set my lineup because last last season was a very very busy time for me. Um, but I watched I was like, dog who the hell is this dude burning the hell off the Lakers? And I said Isaiah Joe. And I started watching him more and I'm like, dog he's a, he has a very good shot on him. Like if he played for a team with a superstar, like, not saying SGA not one, but I'm saying if he played for a top tier superstar, he would get more appreciated. Like if he played with the Bucks, or if he played with Yon um, he played with the Bucks, with Giannis, the coupon. ball. he played with the uh with Dallas, with Luca, like people would be like, who is that guy? If he played with Denver, with Yoke. Like people be like, who is this guy? So I feel like yes, in the corner crazy and knock down shots. That's all you gotta do. Stay get open and hit, knock it down. But yeah, man, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say this about <laughs> about OKC. Cause I know I got some people listening that are OKC fans. Shout out to the ones I do know, like my fraternity brother Aaron. I'm gonna say this about OKC, bro. I'm I. This is my problem, right? People like Faze would get on podcasts and they Twitter and getting their friend groups and talk stuff about uh Trey Young, right? Say he's a loser, say he's a stat stuffer, say his his stats don't equate to wins, right? They'll say that and if, if for that reason Trey Young doesn't get recognized for being a all NBA player or an all-star player. Stuff like that. He he kinda gets looks over because they say his just empty calorie stats. I mean, he may put up 20, 26 a game, 27 a game, 28 a game, and they may be like, well, it's not equating to winning. Even though his team is making the playoffs, he's not getting – he's not making deep playoff runs. And if he does get in the playoff, he's barely getting the playoff. But then you look over to somebody like SCA, and I, and I don't know if it's because people just don't like Trey because he's so arrogant and boastful about it that, that turns people off. Like his whole New York Knicks fiasco when he was just like so boastful about – knocking him out the playoffs when he did it he was so arrogant about it so i guess that rubbed people the wrong way or his playing style may not may not be appealing to people they're getting in front of them and stopping and slowing down and stuff like that whatever it may be play young teams to get slighted down when it comes to certain players but then you got somebody like sga that put up 31 points a game four rebounds and five assists and 51 percent from the field not bad numbers great numbers if you ask me great numbers but then you have somebody like him who team has yet to make the playoff with him as the lead guard. They made the playoff with Chris Paul was there, but him as the lead guard, they have yet to make the playoff. They made it when Chris Paul was there. They haven't made it since he left, and they, they didn't make it before Chris Paul got there when SGA was there. So you have somebody like him who put up stats like that, and they get named All-NBA First Team. It doesn't mean Over Donovan play. Mitchell,
0: it still blows my mind. Over Donovan Mitchell.
1: So you exactly? So you telling me somebody that put up thirty-one points a game? Somebody be like, "Well, he plays defense, still, Bruh, Nobody gives a damn about his defense. Nobody gives a damn about his defense, Bruh, His defense not that good. That him missing the playoff just overshot. Well, he he plays good defense, okay." Who cares? Trey Young, and I'm not trying to make this a Trey versus SGA thing, but I'm just pointing out the biases that people have within the media for players they like and in the fans for players they like and they don't, don't like. Trey Young, last season, right, just last season, put up 26 points a game and 10 assists. Double, uh, he averaged a double-double, and you would say he could at least be an all-star. Nope, he wasn't an all-star. You would say he could at least be. Third-team All-NBA. Nope, he wasn't even third-team All-NBA. But SGA, a player that averaged 30 points, 4 or 5 rebounds, 4 or 5 assists, plays great defense, allegedly, can be named a first-team All-NBA player, and his team does not even make the playoffs. Well, people may say, well, Matt, Luca was a first-team All-NBA player, and he didn't make the playoffs. You're right. But he at least proved that he can make the playoffs at least one time. And I'm not asking SGA for a lot. I'm just saying make the playoff. I'm not saying win a playoff game. I'm not saying win a playoff series. I'm not saying make a deep playoff run. I just said get your – if you're that good, if you're a top five player, uh, according to the voting, making him a top five of all NBA, if you're that good of a guy, get your team to the playoff. People – and don't say it's about talent on his team because people do all that talking about how – okay see got this talent and sam pinky is a genius and he's doing all this okay so he has a talent for him personally and he has a talent around him so what's stopping him from making the playoff that's my only thing and it's nothing against sga i'm just saying the standards for certain players are not the same we judge it based on if we like a player and if we don't like a player me personally i just everybody on the same platform so if y'all gonna tell me that SEA is good enough on the defensive side, that much good enough on the defensive side of the ball to overlook Trey Young. Albus is almost damn near 30 and 10 every night, but he can't even be an all-star. But SEA could be an all-star all NBA player, and he can't even make the playoffs. At least Trey Young is getting his team to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I'm not, can't I'm not argue trying that. to I can't argue that. I'm not trying to make it about the SGA versus trade thing. I'm just pointing it out. I can I can make this example about many players. I can make this example about a lot of players. I'm just saying the standard has always been the stats don't matter unless you win. And winning at least gotta make you to the playoffs. But when it comes to certain player, the winning does not matter if you like the player. And I'm just saying, why is it like that for SGA? He's a nice guy. I guess he has cool Instagram posts, captions. Unless it's co- his posts and pictures, and he dresses cool. I guess it's that. I guess y'all feel bad for me. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that makes the, the media and fans love him so much to the fact they gloss over him not making the playoffs. And they just chalk it up and say, well, even though he doesn't, we still go put him as a top five player. And we still go rank him. The NBA, ESPN rankings came out. And he was on players like LeBron James. He was over Anthony players Davis. like Andy Davis. He was over players like that. It's like, bruh, Jimmy Butler. Like,
0: like, yeah,
1: that's crazy. what are we doing that's right crazy. now? Are
0: we losing I'm rest so, of like, it, I bro? told you, I still feel some type of way that he was above Donovan Mitchell. I still feel some type of way that he got first team over Donovan Mitchell. We were the fourth team in the East, and we, I think Donovan should have got that first team. But, hey, I agree.
1: Agree. I agree. Donovan Mitchell. Just just make it about Don. And I say we can make it about Donovan. Fourth, fourth in the East. Let his team is scoring, the best player on the team, and a guy that didn't even. And y'all, y'all, it was his defense. The defense is not that important. I promise you, the defense is not that important. If it was, Luca wouldn't be a top five player right now. If the defense is that important, Luca a fucking turnstile on defense. And if somebody (laughs) said Luca was less than a top five player right now, people would get mad. So it ain't all about defense. It's not. So don't try. Don't say it's defense. So it's like. I'm like I said. I'm not trying to pound on them. I'm just giving the facts on how I feel about it. And for the people that may get upset, I just ask you to present a case on how somebody like that SGA can, can consider a top five player, and he can't even get his team to the playoffs. I'm not even asking for him to win a playoff game. I'm just saying. Get, and I held the same standard for Devin Booker. When people used to talk about Devin Booker this, Devin Booker that, I was like, "Bruh, Devin Booker ain't shit until he get his team to the playoffs." <laughs> That's how I feel about Devin Booker. He ain't nothing until he get a team to play off. He was putting up all these numbers. He had a 70 point game, and they taking pictures and a fucking loss. It's like, bro, what? We are losing recipes. Do we only care about people that play basketball good, or do we care about winning at all? Like, when does the game come about winning? It's a team sport, man. Okay, but when LeBron James loses the NBA Finals, y'all blame him. Y'all don't say the team is such and such and such and such in the NBA Finals. Y'all say LeBron James. Y'all hold that against him. But for other players, they get to skate because you like them. They get to skate because you got you don't you don't dislike them like you like dislike LeBron or dislike Trey or dislike. Donovan, just like job. It's like I just don't like the biases in the game I don't like how the narrative can switch from one player to another player I just like to keep it even across the board and like I like to judge everybody on the same same platform And when they when it doesn't happen like that and I call people out about it They make it seem like I'm the bad guy, but this is how y'all judge everybody else So why do some people get to skate and other ones don't? That's my only thing. I wasn't trying to get on a soapbox phase
0: no, I, hey, I get it. I'm not mad at. It. I get it. I agree like you got to make the playoffs. So so going forward everybody we have been to play in. But let's see if they can make it to the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I think <laughs> I think okay, will okay, so have a good year. I think this may be the year that SGA finally I ain't even said it. I think this may be the year he finally does get the playoff. My only thing is y'all crowned him before he even did it. Let him do it. Y'all yeah. gave him get him all the awards. Now I, I agree if he did. Now now I'm saying like he did. He got all the, he got all this First team All NBA All Star yada 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 before before making the playoffs. So now if he start making deep playoffs, run, y'all gonna send him a top five player. Y'all gonna send him an MVP favorite. Like what? What's the ball for him now? Y'all think he's a good? Y'all think he's good as Giannis? Y'all think he's good as Joke? Y'all think he's good as Luka? Y'all think he's good as like players like that? No, y'all don't. But because y'all like him, because he's a cool guy, because y'all feel bad for him, because he's quiet and he plays in OKC and he has cool IG captions. I guess that might be why. But I call I, I I would challenge anybody to come on this platform and explain to me why SGA gets all the love he gets without even winning a playoff game, and you got players like Trey Young that led his team to the Eastern Conference Finals that can't even get an All Star berth. I just asked. Hey,
0: you. if someone comes to challenge that, I'll make sure I'm featuring that episode with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there.
1: So you you like you see where I'm coming from? Uh, I agree. Okay, I'm a Trey hater, and I agree. Thank you. Thank Coming from a Trey head, I appreciate that. Sorry, man. So, that was a lot. <laughs> we wish OKC the best, and we're going to see how they do this season, man. Uh, SGA, I hope you have a good season. Um, I like I actually like Josh uh, Giddey. He's a, He seemed like a, a nice player. But I, like I, their, I, just, I like their I, team. I just like
0: his game, honestly. I like, I like their whole team. I actually like SGA too. I'm not going to lie, I do like SGA. I like all
1: of them. Yeah, yeah. SGA, he's a ball. I, I, like I said, just because I criticize the play, I, mean, I think he sucked. Yeah, no. he's super talented.
0: I'm just holding He's a great fantasy player. Team. Hey, all you guys listening, SGA, you were on my fantasy team last year. I won. I think you helped me out. So I just want to throw it out there. I'm, yeah, I'm
1: the yeah. champion. SGA's a baller. He's a baller. I, I say all that, and I can still say he's a
0: baller. I'm just holding him. Oh, that's okay. Baller. It's a perfect segue to the next one because we're talking about ballers. This next one is a real baller.
1: Yeah, we're talking about. Oh, what's your letter grade for them for this offseason? They ain't really do much, but. Yeah, that's a C. Yeah, that's I would say the same C. thing. But moving See. to the next team and our final team for this uh, play-in tournament edition. so These are all teams we feel like going to be in the playing tournament for their conference. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously the Bulls, Indiana, but we got OKC. And that the next team we got number 17 is going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to let you go over the offseason transactions then we're going to talk about some of the things they did in the past
0: year. Yeah, they, do re- they didn't really add a whole bunch. They had a Shake Melon, Troy Don Jr., Deshaun uh, Nix and Leonard Miller they lost Torian Prince and Jalen Noel but they re-signed Anthony Edwards to Supermax five years, well deserved they re-signed Nas Reed and re-signed Nik- Nikhil Alexander Walker so both those re-signs, the first two Anthony Edwards obviously is the face of the team now Towns is slowly losing that. we'll talk about that and Nas Reed were really really good re-signs, Nas Reed, that dude is good for a backup, he would have got uh, he would got a starring job on some teams in the league. He trusted a backup between behind Gobert and Towns. That dude is uh, that dude's a baller. For a backup big and he got paid well. But obviously the all attention goes to Anthony Edwards. What do you think? What do you think about the offseason? What do you think about the additions? What do you think about Anthony Edwards actually in general?
1: He has top five potential. He has best shooting guard in the NBA potential. Uh-huh. he's a dynamic player as a whole and he's a very entertaining player on top of that he's very relatable to fans and um he people tend to gravitate towards his personality um so he fans tend to like him because he's just like a he seems he acts just like a regular guy he doesn't placate for the cameras he doesn't placate for the media uh-huh. he just does him he acts like he's just hanging out with his friends when he's talking to media when he's out hooping, he's just trying to have a good time. He's just a young guy trying to play ball, so I, I I appreciate all that about him. And I think he, and I believe he does have superstar potential. I don't think he's there yet. Um, he's another one I think that people are trying to crown too early, but he, he he has potential to get there. Um, he just he just has a ways to go, in my opinion. Oh, I wouldn't say a ways to go. He he can get there uh, this season, if we're being honest. He can get there this season, but it's like um is he gonna take that jump to be the best player on that team over um cat like is he is he gonna take that is he gonna take the range of that team and stop kind of letting cat lead the way and finally just take it over and be like okay okay y'all we've been losing for the last a thousand years it's my time it's my time I, it's my squad like is he gonna take that is he gonna be that Have that dominant force on that team they say, I think okay, so. uh, like all that losing shit is over. Like this, this a new day and age here, and we about to start winning some basketball games. Uh, forget all that other stuff. I don't care if I gotta drag us there every night and put up fifty a game. We about to be a better organization. Is he, does he have that in him? That yeah, I think that?
0: so. I think so. I'm, not, I, I'm gonna go out there and say I think so. I think this is the year that he takes the team from town, so Like this is my team now. Like I'm the best player on this team. I'm the leader. I act like a leader. My mindset's a leader. Like I'm pushing us to the leader. I'm gonna start elevating us. This like you said new day and age in Minnesota. This is better basketball. Like I I think this is the year he does that. And he has he has the tools. That dude is a baller, in my opinion. He is really good. So I'm gonna say for that argument that I think that this is a year that he is The face of the team, and
1: this is his team going forward. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so because I was because this last season I feel like they was trying to decide who who, which way was going as far as the squad. And I only say that because, like, he averaged 20 points a game his second year, his sophomore year, right? He averaged Uh 19 points a game his freshman year, his rookie Uh year. So, I thought he was gonna. I thought this was gonna be his jump to like 28 points a game, like Melo, like Melo or LeBron. Like, LeBron, first year, averaged 20 points a game. And I know he, I'm not saying he's LeBron, but I mean, I'm just saying the jump that certain players make. LeBron James averaged 20 points a game. He came out his second season, 28 points a game. Melo averaged 20 <coughs> points a game, came out his second, 28 points a game. KD averaged around, came out 28 points a game. Like, they was like, once they got their footing. They aver- they put up that 20 points a game their first year, but once they got their filling and they got a feel for the league, after that the league couldn't do nothing about them. They couldn't do <laughs> anything about them. And I just I just thought we was going to see that jump from Anthony Edwards this season. Um but he averaged, I don't want to say only, but I'm saying only because I expected him to be more closer to 20, I mean 30 points a game, but he on he averaged 24 points a game and he had up and down nights. He just he just wasn't that he wasn't that force to force of nature I thought he was going to be. And um, uh-huh. I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he's still trying to shy away because he feel like Cat's the big dog, so Cat has to be the team. But Cat only averaged twenty points a game last season, and he missed a lot of games. at one point, people thought he tore his, um Achilles. I'm not gonna look out. he uh-huh. did. But he had missed a lot of games because of that. Um, so he sat out a lot. So I thought Ant was gonna step up and just kind of like the lead on fire, But he had a lot of nights where he was just like lukewarm, and he just did not. Uh-huh. He just was not able to provide the moments that he the team needed um so that's i hope we're gonna see we're gonna see how he does and we're gonna see what he does this upcoming season but like you said i hope he takes that jump to be the best player i mean this this last summer team usa he was the lead guy and they end up not and i'm not i'm not putting it all on him but like steve kerr looked at him and said you're the best player on the team so you're going to be the one to take most of the shots and he showed every night. He was taking every every night, but every time they played, he was taking damn near double the shots. That's the next player on the team. So it's just like, can, right. can you bring that same mentality to be more effective for your, for your actual NBA team that's paying you? We, we'll see. Um, but they, they do got some veteran leadership. They got Mike Conley, who's a vet, who's been around. Who who knows uh-huh. the in and out of the NBA? He never he never was a superstar player or an all-star level player, even though he made an all-star a few times. I'm talking about a continuous every year. We know he's gonna be an all-star type player. He was never that, but he's somebody that's been around that knows the ropes in the NBA and can teach a young guy like Anthony a lot of things. And then you got Kat oh, sure. and and you got Rudy Gobert Gobert. Mm-hmm. And um the thing about Kat is I just don't like the fitting with him and Rudy. Um, I know me and Face talked about it. They, their head coach has said the reason they did that because everybody was going small, so they, they decided they was gonna go big to do something different. He said everybody was else zigging, we we decided to zag, and um, so they just wanted to go a different way. We're getting going back to the traditional way of two bigs down low, but the fit is just not there in my opinion. And I and and I honestly, I think the the thing they gonna have to do ultimately is trade Cat Man. And yes, they'll have to move Cap, move him to New York, let him go play in New York, get some draft picks, get some some wings that you could put around Anthony and Rudy, some shooters. Let Anthony hold the inside down, and they can kind of do Donovan Mitchell and Rudy 2.0 in Minnesota, and see see how it works there. Um, with Donovan, with I mean, with Anthony being a bit better than Donovan, not yet. But eventually, he has the potential to be. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah, for sure, he does. But we'll see. Um, how do you feel about them moving on from K?
0: I think they need to as well, too. I think this is Anthony's team, and this time to we'll be like, okay, let's get it going. Let's let's get some assets. You can get a lot of assets back for him. A lot of assets. So do it. And New York would be a good place. They have a lot of assets to offer. So I would, I would say, yeah, that, that might be the time. Like it, it's Anthony Edwards is showing. If he shows the the leap and promise that. I'm anticipating if he shows up. I think it's in my, it could be a good opportunity.
1: Agree, agree, Agreed. So they didn't do much as offices but your letter grade.
0: Um, uh, I'm gonna give him a B minus, and the only reason I'm in the B's is because you signed your best player in your franchise cornerstone to an extension, and so I'll give you a little leeway there.
1: I agree. I agree. What's just the separate separate question? What's what's your ceiling season for Anthony O's this season like he could finish top five, 5 or on NBA first team second team yeah I think
0: I think it, if I had to put him on this show, I think he could be an all NBA teamer not a first teamer though I don't think that I would say a teamer in general all star an all NBA teamer and making the playoffs and him being the best player that'd be the ceiling I see for them this season which is you do all those things in the same season you had a fantastic season you're, you're recognized. You're top 10. Arguably top 15 for sure. So I think
1: that. Agreed. I like I like Ant. I like Ant. He's not. Under 2. He's a funny dude. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's. He, like I said, he's very personable. And the fans like him because of that. So um, he, he could be one of the guys that could be Biden. Because uh, I was talking to one of my friends the other day. And we talk, We were talking about um uh Wimby. How he put the ball between uh-huh. the guy legs. Not many, yeah, yeah. It uh, I was just like, bro, the international players, he said, I said, they already fill up the top five. I said, in a few years, they're gonna fill up the top 10. I said, when we, oh. when are we gonna have the next America born superstar player that could be the best player in the NBA? <laughs> I said, the way it's looking, I'm not sure when we go gonna have one, but Anthony, he has the potential to be one of those guys. As the best player in the NBA, as an America-born player, because these international yep. players they taking over, bro. Hey, Tatum
0: would see, the only top five player in the NBA right now. That's not. Oh, well, Curry is. I was Dude, Curry. You put, you put, Curry be,
1: yeah, Curry. Curry and KD might be the only two. If that's that's if you think KD a top five player. I mean, Tatum's up there too, though. You t- you think Tatum's top five? Yeah, I think I think it's the conversation. I think it's Curry, Tatum, and KD those three are the, probably the best American born players right now. I hey, Bron's still the face though, so we oh, still yeah, he's American boy. Yeah, Bron still moved the needle. He's still moved the needle. Yeah, so Yeah. All right man, so that's gonna be it for us, man. That's the, that's our four teams. Um come back next year as we climb up the ranks to fence out another set of teams. Um so just kinda of recap from today. Um we started with the uh, Chicago Bulls at twenty um, we went to the Indiana mm-hmm. Paces at 19. We went to OKC mm-hmm. Thunder at 18, and the Timber Warps at 17. All my OKC Thunder fans, man, uh, don't be too upset with me, but it's my take, and I'm standing on business with it. <laughs> <laughs> remember that. So if y'all the future is bright. So, if y'all don't like it, the future is bright. It's okay. The future is very bright. The future is very bright. Y'all, y'all need somebody to hold y'all accountable, man, and I'm that guy. So. Uh, That's right. That's going to be it for me, man. Faze, you got anything to say before we close out?
0: Nope. There's another good one. Now we start with all of our playoff teams going forward. So we'll Ooh, see y'all God. soon.
1: It's about to get hot. So thank y'all for listening, man. Stay tuned for our next episode. Peace.